Hey everyone, welcome back to the Kaiser Bender and Baum podcast. I'm Jason Baum, the Baum and Kaiser Bender and Baum, and with me, as they will always be on this podcast, are George Ann Bender and Rich Kaiser, Kaiser and Bender, as you know them. Hi guys. Hi, Hi Jason. Hi everybody. Hey, it's so good to be here. And, you know, every week we're just going to keep giving you solutions and ideas to help you improve your business. That's what we do on this podcast. We're going to answer all your major questions, so make sure you send them in, subscribe to the podcast, and, you know, we're just going to get right into it because there is quite a bit to talk about. Um, You know, we record these podcasts here in real time in the real world, and the real world is a scary place to be right now. You know, we're not going to go into the doom and gloom. Um, uh, you know, we're going to try and navigate these waters with you. That's what we're, we're here to do. Um, but, you know, I, I'm going to just set the stage. Um, you know, it is April 3rd when we are recording this. Um, 6.6 million people just applied for unemployment benefits. That's crazy. Um, shattered every record possible. Um, the worst that it's been since they started recording the data. And that's actually uh, the last record that we just beat was the week before. So we're just doubling. Um, but with that came the passing of the CARES Act, um, which is going to try and really help, you know, as much as possible. Um, small businesses and individuals, we're all individuals at the end of the day, as Mitt Romney likes to say, companies are businesses too. Uh, or I'm sorry, businesses are people too. People too. Uh, got that one back uh, backwards, but um, so yeah, so that's that's kind of what we're dealing with. Uh, in addition to a really scary virus, <laughs> so um, you know it's not just about the economy. This is personal. This is this is people getting sick. This is people dying. This is a real world situation. And then um, you know we all have to worry about our our day to day and our businesses and our cash flow and being able to pay the rent and the mortgage on time. I'm lucky enough to live in more in New Jersey. Um, they deferred mortgage payments, um, which is they great. do that automatically. Uh, it's going to be similar to like how the taxes. I, I believe, yeah, uh, no, it's not automatic. You you have to apply, you have to apply for it. Is the okay. same thing. You need to go to your mortgage company and say you want to do that. So um, it's but, basic forbearance. Correct. Yeah, they'll just tack it on to the end to your to your mortgage at the end. Um, you know, you just pay three more months at the end of your mortgage or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, not a big deal, but you know, if you need the cash right now, um, like many of us do, if you're not working, it's it is a big deal. That's um, what every single person on television is saying. Conserve your cash. Keep mm-hmm. your cash. Well, like we were saying, preparing for this. No one's getting paid right now and no one's paying anybody right now. So I, I think we said on the last podcast, if you haven't talked to your landlord about your rent, because that's the one thing that seems to be not being discussed is rent deferment. Talk to your landlord because that's a personal conversation. And uh, I think right now it, it would be really tough for your landlord to say, no, I, I just feel like they're, the CARES Act is going to help them. They should be passing that on to you. Yeah. We've actually been on some chat boards on Facebook from different kinds of retailers. And for the most part, landlords have been helpful. You know, they're in the same boat we all are too. But in some cases with independent retailers, the landlords are not being flexible. So um, you need to have that conversation sooner rather than later. Well, and I think that puts the retailer, George, in some strength position because Basically, people aren't going to be running out, knocking on doors, saying, I'd like to rent this place. Can you rent it to me? 
Uh, it's going to take a long time. So I do think that if you have a conversation, you can have more than one conversation. Uh, that would be fair. But yeah. I, I think, too, landlords will try to stay uh, as fair as possible. And I think that's fair. Uh, and I and I don't think they're going to give the barn away, but they're going to work with you. And I would see I would probably see forgiveness of rental income uh, for a couple of months or whatever it's going to take to get back on on your feet as a retailer. And that could be you know on their their end. You know, there's two sides to every story. And this one, I feel like there's like 16 sides to every story lately. But um, you know, everybody is. I think the big thing for people is they don't know when this is going to end. And I think that's right. what what is driving a lot of decisions right now or, or confusion behind decisions. They don't know how to decide if you don't know the timeline. We all right. like to work on a timeline. That's kind of how we're built psychologically. There is no timeline for this. Um, as we continue, I, I also want to mention we'll be referencing um, some web, websites that you can go to. Obviously, um, the retailadventures.com uh, uh website but also retailadventuresblog.com thank you retailadventuresblog.com um but also we want to reference uh creativeindustries.org um the association for creative industries did a great job of putting together resources for small businesses it is focused on the craft industry but these are links that are apply for everybody um, on there is the COVID-19 relief bill summary that you don't need to read all of the pages of it. We've done it for you and we've summarized it. Um, the SBA has um, disaster assistance. That's where you go to to apply for the loan for your small business. Uh, we have the link there. Um, it's really hard for to really grasp everything that's surrounding these loans and complicated. So there is a guide for small businesses on the CARES Act on there, a link to that. Um, how to apply for financial aid. What does it mean for you? There's a Forbes article um, on all the funding grants and resources that are out there. Uh, it was told to me yesterday from someone in Canada, because I, I'm, you know, this is a podcast, you could be listening from wherever. Go to your local um, government and mm -hmm. see what they have. Go to your local um, chambers of commerce. Go to People are putting together things right now for relief. And it might just not be the federal government that you can get something from. You, you should probably check locally as well. Okay, so what's, <clears throat> what's the AFCI website? So that's on creativeindustries.org. And the, okay. right on the main site, there's a, uh, it's the banner, COVID resources. COVID. We will also cross-reference that on retailadventuresblog.com. And on Retail Adventures right now, there's an article that Rich and I wrote for Vend. Um, Vend is a POS company on how as a checklist for when you have to close your store. But we've looked at a bunch of different um, resources for COVID and you know what retailers need to do. And Vend has really put together the most um, the most important information from a variety of sources. Their writers well written, um, and you can reference that from retailadventuresblog.com or you can just go to Vend US. I'm sorry, vendhq.com and look at their retailer blog and they're, they're updating it every day too. So there's lots of resources for you. And that's what we're trying to do. We want to help guide you. You know, this isn't meant to put you down, you know, make you feel bad, make, make you scared, make you anxious. This is, we're navigating, we are all navigating this together. 
you know what, Jason, um, on the AFCI um, site, and we'll also reference it on Retail Adventures, there, there is a, a webinar from a human resources professional um, that was done the other day, and, and we sat in on it. And it's probably the best webinar that we've seen that talks about personnel issues and what you need to do with your people and what's legal and and um, I love the fact that they went to an actual HR professional instead of someone who's just doing a lot of research a lot of research on the internet so we'll put that link up too yeah and AFCI um, has a few of those um, from our HR partners um, through the uh, company that that manages the operation Smith Buckland um, did a really great job of of putting these together for all of uh, the associations that that they manage and um, there'll be more to come uh, which we're really thankful for so let's uh, you know this this web this we could talk forever <laughs> about about all the things that are going on um, but we wanted to talk this week about merchandise um, merchandising Yep. Merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. Can't say it without saying it three times. Just don't um, say merch or my head will explode. <laughs> uh, yeah, merch is what you have at a concert. Merch not what's in your insane. store. <laughs> makes um, me insane. So, uh, Rich, I, we were talking about this earlier, about you need to merchandise your sales floor like you could open tomorrow. Like you could get the all clear and say, you can open tomorrow at 2, a, 2 p.m. Well, you, you have to do that, or at least you have to be in a in a planned mode that says, I know exactly what day one, day two, day three are going to be from striking into the store and, and getting it set for the onslaught of people that will hopefully onslaught of people who will come in based upon your efforts and how attractive you make the store look. So the owners of businesses can go in, but employees cannot in a lot of states. So you need to check to see what's okay in your state, what's okay in your county. We saw um, an email yesterday from um, a woman who owns a, a wonderful quilt store in Henderson, Nevada, and her county has been shut down. She can't do curb service anymore. So she can't, she goes into her store every day by herself and she pulls merchandise and she ships it. So even if she's sending it to somebody who lives two miles away, she, that's the only thing she can do. She cannot do curb service anymore. So you need to check with your local municipalities and also with your state. Yeah, uh, and, and the good thing is she's keeping the store alive in the internet. I mean, people can see what she's got. They can right. call in or, or they can email in to right. get the product. But you know, the, the, the key point is the store isn't dead. The store is still alive. Yes, it is. But we've got to feed it. And, and feeding it is doing what she's doing. And feeding it is also setting a plan, changing the floor, getting it ready for what you think would be really perfect on the day, the glorious day that everybody's coming back. And that's, I think, the key thing, right? We were just saying there's no timeline to this. No, no one knows what the magic date is going to be. And it might be different in, other, in some states than other states. The states that might be grappling with this the hardest right now might be the first to reopen and, but we don't know. We don't know what that day is. So, you know, I think what you're saying is just be ready. Be ready. So let's talk about that. So one of the things that Rich and I talk about in our, in our seminars all the time is setting your sales floor to sell. Um, before I met Rich, I was a professional store planner and Rich ran a chain of department stores. So he, we both understand merchandising very well. 
So there are key areas on your sales floor that you need to get ready so that, again, if you can open at any time, they look good. Customers are seeing, are seeing great displays and fresh merchandise, but you also might have walking traffic because people are walking around a lot. And you want to make sure that your whatever they see through the windows are ready. So you guys jump in whenever I'm going to I talk about the areas. So the first area that you need to pay attention to when you walk in the front door of your store are your speed bump displays because they are the first displays that customers see. And they can be a, a stacked tables. They can be a low table that you've placed maybe crates on to give some height or you've used risers, but you use your, you use your speed bumps um, to set the tone for the store. They need to be really good displays, what's new, what's hot, what's happening, because they're the first impression and they give customers an idea of what they're gonna see throughout the store. Merchandising rich is really important on your speed bump displays, don't you think? Well, I think it's critical. And, and you know, you, George, you were talking about store owners going down into the store and working and developing a plan on how you're going to merchandise the store. I would say that those speed bumps, especially near the front door uh, or the front of the store, have got to sparkle just in case somebody walks by. They can look in. It doesn't look like, a, uh, you know, an empty box, but it's, it's beautiful. And I would even say that if you have lights on timers, I'd have lights lit up in the evening, so if that happened, people could look and at least see something. You know, you look in a dead, a dead box with nothing, and it's totally black. It is depressing. Yeah, you know, we we were talking about it last week. We said, you know, people are going for walks. You're allowed to go for a walk. You know, you're allowed right. to breathe fresh air. They're going to walk by your store, so don't make it look like this is the end of days. You know, right. th there's enough of that. If they walk by your store and they're inspired and they like what they see, they're going to remember it. That's exactly right. It's positioning in the mind. I, cr I, cr I cringe every time you use the word dead. Because um, our stores are not going to be that. You know, and so what we're talking about, and Rich, you're right with the lights, we're talking about is making sure that when you open your doors for the, f the first day back, you're not going to have a lot of time to set your displays or scramble and do things. You want to make sure that they're right. So speed bump displays are critically important. The other merchandise we call lakefront property, which is the front right of the store, um, needs to be merchandise, again, that's, that's new and important and things that you don't want customers to miss. So pay attention to your speed bump areas, pay attention to the front right of the store, pay attention to the front left of the store, re-merchandise your checkout counters, put fresh impulse items there, Pay attention to your end features. You know, if a customer comes in and it's, they're regular customers and they've been in your store a lot before you close, they're gonna remember if you haven't changed the floor. To them it's gonna be, okay, well they haven't done anything. There's no new merchandise, there's nothing exciting. And you have no excuse. <laughs> right, yeah. now, right now is the time to come up with something new, right? I mean, this is a great time to think about it. That's true. And you know what? I was talking to a couple of stores this week and we were talking about this exact same thing about how you have to go in there in the nighttime sometimes or maybe during the day and, and just throw, get product that you've received that's in boxes. Get it out of the boxes and on the floor. Get the stuff that's marked down and, and no one has wanted to look at it. Re-merchandise the store because, and what I said to him is I said, you know, no one's coming in. What's the sense of working that hard? 
they might be coming in in four days. You don't know. But what about the people who walk by and you could have a sign in your window, like what you see, go on to www and give your store's website. Exactly. Why not do that? Exactly. A, perfect sign, a perfect sign for somebody would be a sign that says, we're all back. Wait until, when we're all back, wait until you see what we have in store for you. It's a good idea. Something's happening down there. What you're saying, Jason, about the sign in the windows, you know, it needs to say, we're, clo we're closed right now, but you can find us online at, here's our web address. Put your phone number on there. Don't just put the Facebook icon. Put the Facebook icon and then your handle next to it. Your Instagram, the icon, and then the handle next to it. So what you're doing with that sign in the window is you're letting people know these are other places that you can shop. And then you can put another sign next to it. These are the things we can do for you. Personal shopping. I've also seen people giving their phone numbers um, in the window, like well, not their personal phone numbers, but the phone number for the store. Exactly. If you like something and you don't know how to get it, call us. Call us. Yeah, exactly. call us, we deliver. <laughs> exactly. We'll you know, it, the window displays need also to be redone and tweaked and and make sure that they're colorful and they're full of great merchandise and and they have that information that we just talked about on the sign but the other thing is that rich talked about lighting the front of your store if you don't light anything you need to light your windows because when people are walking by or driving by you want them to be able to see in the windows what's happening um and certainly the front of the store if you can do that you know, I, I know that most people are burned out and most people are probably going, oh, come on. Do I have to do all that? No, you can look like everybody else on the street that's done nothing for the last six weeks. What we're saying is this. We want you to position your store so that it thrills customers the minute they see it. Exactly. You know, the other thing that they're going to have to think about when the stores do reopen are what you're going to do with the merchandise you have in your store that's old. So they should be planning some sort of clearance sale, don't you think? A big one. I, I do think. I think it ought to be a big one. And the reason is because I think if it is that, it creates excitement and people will talk about the store. If you don't have something going on that's exciting, especially after this absence of retail, they don't talk about you. So the point is, first impressions are everything. You don't open up a brand new store without a grand opening event. Yeah, making an event, get people in. Let's go back to clearance sale first. So the things that they need to think about for clearance sale are what merchandise is past its season, what's old, what do I need to get rid of, what do I need to sell so that I open up dollars for cash flow. Rich, you've run a gazillion clearance sales. What do you think? You know what, George? I think that when the store opens its door, bang, I think that it's one big event. And I think that, you know, if you wanted to say, look, this is what's happening, you're going to find values in this and this category and this category and have them there. But have the beautiful new stuff that you've been unpacking because the store wasn't open. Have it all, make it look like they're walking into the Taj Mahal. When right. they get five or seven feet in, they're going to start seeing beautiful things. And it might be helium balloons that say if they're blue, they're 25% off. If they're red, all those tops are 50% off, whatever. But it's an event. It's a circus. It's, yeah. I said it, it's, it's a grand reopening. And I think that's the power. 
You know, something that I've seen here locally, and it's kind of along the lines of clearance. I guess you don't really think of a florist as having some clearance items, but you know, they do, um, you know, they're seasonal. They have no choice. This is a big season for florists right now. And a local florist right here in our neighborhood, um, the way they're kind of dealing with it is, well, a lot of these flowers are going to die anyway. They're going to, they're not going to last very long. So we can't have people in our store. We're trying to move what we can online. They're doing a, um, you know, they'll set up flowers along the, the sidewalk right outside the store, come by, take one while supplies last. It's on us because we want you, you know, we we're here for you just as much as you've been for us. And I love that. Wow. I love that too. I love that too. Um, that's a great idea. You, we, we talked a little bit about grand reopenings. This is almost like you're opening up a new store for the first time. And so you need to go through all of the steps that you do when you have a grand reopening and start planning your marketing for that. Start planning what events you'll have in the store. Rich mentioned the balloons. That's a great way to show sale prices. Um, treat it like an open house. Have demonstrations and make it and take it. And um, live music if you want to bring somebody in and, and it, make it a big deal, all the bells and whistles. And every retailer is going to have to have some sort of a grand reopening, maybe a soft reopening for a couple of days. And then, you know, on the weekend do a bang out big reopening, but you, you cannot just quietly open your doors and, and hope that people will come. You got to make noise and let them know that you're, let people know that you're excited for them to come back because you are. And, and make that a great presence on your website and, and promote the heck out of your website when it's happening. So that they can see pictures of the inside of the store. Not, not a big message from you. Maybe a, a short note from the owners that says, we're really glad to be back and we think you are too. And we've got some wonderful things in store, but that, that's about it. But just show them some pictures that they go, oh, that's cool. I'm going down there. And be honest, be real. I mean, this, I think it's okay to get something from, uh, for me, if I got something from a store that says, look, the past few months have been really bad. Let's do something fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and you can do the same thing beyond your website. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it on Facebook every day. If I was in my store right now, I would take a ton of pictures of merchandise in there. I take videos of me in the store holding up merchandise modeling things. I, we know one retailer who has a, an apparel store and she does a Facebook live in her store and she asks people what they want to see, what parts of the store. And she actually tries on clothes. She'll go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try this on or she'll hold it up to herself and, and accessorize it. And, you know, having as much, much human contact as you can via Facebook, which is a, a Facebook live is a fabulous tool. So is Instagram posting pictures of the store every single day and not just items but items that are merchandised together cross merchandise accessories put a whole outfit together put a craft kit together you know get people excited about wanting to come back and shop i thought somebody have enough nerve that they would go down at that night set a camera on the counter or whatever the case start running around in the store and and looking in the camera and saying man i this place is changing it's going to be beautiful and all these great i mean Listen, people need to smile. And people have an emotional attachment to stores. So make sure you're touching that with an emotional attachment. I love what you brought up, George. I forgot about that. She did 
try on clothes, not in front of the camera, but she'd leave and quickly she would be back and <laughs> it was talking. She kept talking while she was buying a curtain. She kept talking while she was trying on the clothes. And then people would tell her, no, no, do this one and, and do, I want to see that top. I mean, you that's know, fun. And we know another retailer who, um, she and her husband go down to the store and he films her as she's walking through each department talking about what's going on. So you know what, you gotta stay in front of them, keep the excitement up. Um, my, sister, my sister ordered something from a Facebook Live video last week and when the package came inside of it was a lovely letter from the store owner that was also included 20 percent off when the store reopens so i think we have to be prepared to do markdowns we have to be prepared to do promotions what what rich rich i can hear you trying to say something what would I, that be? well i just had an idea from you and that would be, you know, how that guy comes down and he films her and then she's talking from inside the store. Well, how cool would it be if you had that? But you as the store owner and the face of the store walking through and, and you're talking to the camera like you're talking to me. But when you pull, when you pull up and you've got this certain product and you go, it's old, it's got to go, mark it down. And, and you say a price. And then you say, if you want it, we'll deliver it. We'll send it to you, whatever you want. We got to get rid of this stuff, folks. We got too much new in the back room. Getting getting into that kind of a you're laughing, George. I'm but, laughing because I'm thinking of the movie Used Cars, where he goes out there and he and he looks at the price on a car and he goes, "It's it's too high." Well, yeah. there's a yeah. him in the middle there. They slash yeah. the No, no, no. Make it a buck. You know what? Just to have fun, because people. Look, people would want to come to it because they'd laugh all the time. Plus, they'd say, give me some, give me some of that. Well, it's a lot like, you know, if, for those of us who are parents, grandparents, the kids are home. There's a lot of virtual things that are available to them right now, virtual classes. Um, Disney is offering all their rides virtually. Uh, you could do, I mean, uh, that's not just Disney. There's other theme parks too. Universal is too. Yeah, Universal. Well, treat your store that way. I mean, gosh, if if I knew that my favorite store was doing in a virtual event or something like that, I would watch. And then if they were smart and they had all the ways that you could just buy what I just showed you, kind of like an infomercial, but but not because I know the store. I know these people. You know, it's not, don't be too salesy. <laughs> Just make it fun. Hey, it's every Tuesday. Hi. They're going to call it, it's got to go. Every Tuesday, it's got to go. Heidi Kysand, um, who owns Hen and Chicks Studio in Iowa, and she also is the publisher uh, and owner of American Quote Retailer Magazine, a magazine that Rich and I write a column for in each issue started something called the mailbox project. It's hashtag the mailbox project. And it's where you send handwritten letters to people, to your family members, and you decorate the envelopes and send them. And so my husband and I did that for our grandson who lives pretty close to us. We put together letters and we put them in his mailbox. We put little toys in there just driving by. Or we had one one time that was a little bit too big, so we just left it on the front porch. So that you know we can stay connected. We're all doing Zoom meetings. So if you can do a Zoom meeting with your customers, Zoom is free. You just said, is it Zoom.com or Zoom US? Just go, just put Zoom in the search box and it'll open up. You can open up a free account. You can send out a link to your customers and they can join. I'll join in at the same time and you can have 
be set up like the Brady Bunch, but instead of five or five or six squares, you can have a hundred. It's fun. And that's the point. Your store is a fun place to be and people still want to be there and they, they want to come back. Rich and I um, know a lot of retail strategists and, and a lot of the, a lot of the things that we've been reading lately are things like this whole thing is going to change how people shop. People are going to go to the internet more than they're going to go to stores. And, and I, I disagree with that. I think we will do some things online. I'm ordering groceries online now. I don't like it, but it's a way that I don't have to go out. I want to, I want, I like to push the cart and choose my own groceries. Sometimes I think it's a pain in the rear end. I don't anymore. Yeah. Hypothetically, do, do you enjoy staying home right now? No. Yeah. And I think you know a what? lot of people feel that way. So I feel like when this is over, I think people are I going to be just itching to get I out. I can't wait to go back. I cannot wait to walk into a store. I can't tell you how many times a day I think, yeah, I, I, I need to get one of these or I should do that. I'll just run over to, oh, I can't. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. definitely. I used to love to work at home. I don't love to work at home anymore. <laughs> I just want to go sit down in a nice restaurant and have dinner brought to me. It, it was very weird. I, I was out. Um, I, I had to go somewhere, um, you know, a, a, an office, a doctor's office, you know, with my child. It was fine. It was nothing. But um, anyway, it was the first time I'd been out in like three weeks and driving down a very busy road here um, in, in New Jersey. I live in a New York suburb and uh it was weird to see all the restaurants, all those places just with nobody in the lots on what on a Saturday afternoon yeah. and normally would be completely swamped. And I got to tell you, in this area, I know when when we are ready to go out, when they tell us we can and it is safe, it is going to be everyone is going Huge. to want to get out. So be part of that because you want to be you want to be there. And you want to be open for, for business and ready to go like, um, like you guys have been saying this whole podcast. So I think that's great advice. And, um, and we just can't wait for that to happen. <laughs> I know. I know. So to, to bring this home. And you know what, though? I'm not to interrupt, George. But, and here's why what we are saying to get down in the store and work and stuff. You don't know when it is going to happen. And, and if you find right. out three days ahead of time that's going to happen, you're behind, a, you're behind the ball. You've right. missed a great opportunity. So we know we want to re-merchandise our store and make sure that the speed bumps and the front right of the store, the front left of the store are set pretty end features ready to go, that your windows are exciting, that they're drawing people to the store, that you have signs in the window that let people know where to buy what you sell until you open again. You want to connect with them on social media. And in our next podcast, we'll bring you even more ideas on how to stay connected with your customers. Well, thanks again for listening. As always, it is a pleasure speaking with Kaiser and Bender. I am the Baum and Kaiser Bender and Baum podcast. I am nothing, nothing compared to these guys. These guys know everything. Uh, and it is always a, it is a pleasure of mine to be able to, to be part of this. Before you say anything, I, I just want to say something a little bit about you, Jason. So you guys might be wondering, you know, wh where's Jason come in? So Jason and Rich and I worked on a marketing for a trade show in 2014. And we did email blasts and, and changed all the communications. And 
webinars and every and everything that you can think of we were we were out of our mind creative there was nothing we could, nothing that we could not do we had a, an awesome team that we worked with and and the shows sales were up for or not sales shows attendance were up for the first time in seven years and so jason is you're a marketing genius buddy i mean you are the first person that we rely on when we want to bounce things off and so it was just an absolute natural to put the three of us together again paid for by jason Baum. <laughs> your mom wrote that yeah exactly <laughs> thank you it's, it's, we're sincere about that i, I like the kb squared that's cool too we i like, like that like logo yeah, send send us logo ideas. <laughs> yeah, 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 and we'll get and whoever gets it right gets a prize. There you go. I don't know what Our, the prize is, but it'll be cool. It'll be something. It'll be something. Uh, again, retailadventuresblog.com. Go on there. You can find us on there. We're gonna be in the iTunes library. Go ahead, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. I'm Jason Baum. I'm George Ann Bender. You can call me George. And I'm Rich Kaiser. Most call me Kais. All right. And we are Kaiser, Bender, and Baum. Thanks so much. Stay safe. Stay healthy.